welcome to Dragoncast. Home of House of the Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome, Dragon Casters. Uh, our second episode of the week is our Game of Thrones rewatch episode. I'm Jamie East. And I am Chris Mundell. Today, we are discussing Season 7, Episode 6, Beyond the Wall, the one that Chris has been looking forward to since the dawn of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, exciting. I got a tweet this morning from I mentioned I gave a shout out to our friend uh, Dan Story in last week's episode. yes yeah and he tweeted me today saying uh, lots of people listen on the set of House of the Dragon and so we're what? coming up to him and so we're coming up to him mentioning the fact that he got a shout out I cannot tell you how thrilling I find that wait people on House of the Dragon listen to Dragoncast I know it's kind of like I was like well uh, after I after I was kind of like oh my god oh my god, I was like well okay well of course I guess they they they're going to be fans of of the shows that we're talking about so why yeah. wouldn't they but then also it's kind of like <laughs> you know it's maybe, kind of like yeah just a bit it's made me feel uh, a bit I feel like I'm going to have to watch. it's made me feel a bit self conscious yeah <laughs> although although there isn't really anyone on. There isn't really... We're talking about Game of Thrones rewatches, and so there aren't yeah. people on there. So they're probably listening, and when we go, oh, that, you know, that castle looked a bit fake, they'll go, we need to make that card that cardboard castle look better. We're getting... Jamie and Chris have decreed... Yeah. <laughs> they should invite us on the set to have a little bit of a look around. Well, you know, it's... This is something we should take offline, but yes, I completely agree. Um, uh, well, hello to anyone listening from House of the Dragon... Which is now in production. In production, they must have. I mean, just think, there is somewhere. There's a hard drive with 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 scenes already on it. Yeah, that's quite exciting. Tw- is it twelve thirty at the moment? So they're probably maybe having a little break, a little flask of coffee. Yeah, they might have done a night shoot. They might have been up all night. Mm. They, they might have been on the second. Yeah, oh, imagine that. They're just like well, they're at the catering truck having a bit of a snackette. I bet the catering there is really good. Did you do, did you do set visits for Game of Thrones? I did, yeah, but not whilst it was in full production, so there was no catering there, sadly. Well, I did a set visit many years ago for the film Free Guy, which is the Ryan Reynolds, Jodie Comer film that came out in lockdown. That was an interesting game, interesting film. Yeah. Well, I went, like, because it got delayed loads in the pandemic, I must have gone three, two and a half years before it came out. Anyway, what I will say is the catering was amazing <laughs> it was absolutely incredible I it was bet. just like lo- just so much food there was a burger van a pizza oven they were doing Thai green curry that day because on like thursdays they always did like thai food or whatever wow there was donuts oh it was just oh. amazing well as as stanis knows an army marches on its stomach and this meat's this meat's got off yeah, <laughs> that's a very good, yeah, very good reference. And because I was there in an investigative reporting mode, I ate everything at the table, like the hungry millennial caterpillar I am, just to get a sense of what it was like to do that full time. Amazing. Hold your horses, hold your horses for one cotton picking minute. God damn it. It's time to head over to our sister podcast previously on for a quick five minute recap of Beyond the Wall. Back in a tick. 
We begin beyond the wall. John Gendry Tormund, the Hound, Beric Dondarrion, Thoros of Mere, Jorah and five other wildlings are on their suicidal mission in search of a white to capture to prove the White Walker's existence to Cersei. The crew, not particularly happy about the circumstance or company, begin to find common ground. The Hound follows signs he saw in his vision, leading the way. Meanwhile, Arya and Sansa are talking in Winterfell, and Arya confronts her sister regarding the letter she sent back home, begging their father Ned to surrender and confess his treason to Joffrey. Arya accuses Sansa of almost killing their father with this letter. Sansa quite rightly argues that she was just a child and under duress, but begins to fear she's lost her sister. At Dragonstone, Daenerys and Tyrion sit in the hall discussing military tactics for an attack on King's Landing. Tyrion also broaches the topic of her succession. Daenerys doesn't want to talk about it yet, saying she'll plan for her future once she has the crown. Tyrion also makes a little remark about Jon being the latest in a long line of brave men to fall in love with her. Back beyond the wall, a blizzard has struck. One of the wildlings spots something in the distance. They think it's an animal with ice-blue eyes. The wildling retreats running at speed, but is killed by an incredible undead polar bear. It's amazing. The crew fight the bear as it continues to run amok, almost killing the hound. The bear gets killed, but Thoros is savaged in the process, with his wounds being cauterised by Beric. Sansa and Littlefinger are discussing what to do about Arya. Littlefinger assures her that Brienne would surely intervene if Arya was to consider anything too drastic. The crew beyond the wall hear the noise of marching feet and lay a trap, ambushing some stray whites along with a white walker. John sends Longclaw his Valyrian sword through the body of the White Walker, killing it and all the Whites surrounding them as well. It appears that when a White Walker gets killed, it takes every White it created along with it. The crew have inadvertently discovered how they might end the army of the dead once and for all. The last stray White gets tied up and the crew head for Cersei with proof of winter finally. However, it howls out an almighty scream attracting hundreds of the undead who chase the crew to the centre of a frozen lake. They're surrounded, but saved by the water. Remember Hardhome? They can't swim. John tells Gendry to run to the wall and send a raven to Daenerys. Gendry makes it back, just, and a raven is shortly on its way. The Night King watches from afar at the top of the lake, waiting patiently for his moment to strike. The crew discover Thoros frozen to death. So they set his body alight for warmth and to stop him turning against them. Back at Winterfell, Sansa receives an invite to meet Cersei in King's Landing. She doesn't want to abandon her post, so asks Brienne to go in her place. Brienne is reluctant, but Sansa holds firm. Daenerys gets the raven sent from Gendry and jumps on Drogon, and along with Rhaegar and Viserion, flies to Jon's aid. <laughs> The Hound, bored and frustrated at the standoff on the lake, picks up a rock and hurls it towards an idle white. He comes up short and the rock slides along the, oops, the refrozen lake. The whites realise this and begin to start crossing. The crew hold them off as best they can but are starting to become overwhelmed. There is nowhere left to run. When all hope is seemingly lost again, Daenerys flies in. Walls of fire begin to wipe out almost everything in sight. Whites are falling like dominoes. Daenerys asks Jon to get on Drogon with her and escape, but he continues fighting. The Night King's handed an ice spear and expertly takes down Viserion, who crashes to the ground, dies and slumps into the water. 
three dragons are now two. John is tackled by whites and he too plummets underwater. The Night King takes aim again. Daenerys can't wait any longer and flies off, narrowly avoiding the second spear. John emerges from the lake, long claw in tow, trying to walk away when the whites notice he's still alive and charge for him. From nowhere, Benjin appears on horseback with a pretty badass flaming mace and saves him. He puts John on his horse and sacrifices himself to the whites as John escapes. Thanks, Uncle Benjin. Safely back at Dragonstone, Daenerys looks on anxiously, waiting for John. Just as she's about to give up, she sees him slumped over the horse's back. He's bundled onto one of the ships bound for King's Landing. At Winterfell, Sansa finds a satchel containing two of Arya's faces, one being Walder Frey. Arya enters and explains her new skill before giving her the Valyrian dagger. On the ship back to King's Landing, Jon wakes up to Daenerys watching over him. She tells him she believes him now and will help him defeat the Night King and his army. Jon returns the favour by swearing allegiance to her as his queen. Back at the lake, huge chains are used by masses of whites to exhume Viserion and the dragon's body from the water. The Night King walks forward and, yup, places his hand on the dead beast's head. He now has an ice dragon. Listeners will know that you've fucking ate this episode. <laughs> so you, you did say you did say last you did say last week you weren't going to shit on it. Um, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to offer a counter argument. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think yes, the, there's daftness in the plot, and it yes. goes and it goes a yes. little bit Marvel and a little bit kind of like hang on a sec, what fucking energy gels was Gendry eating? But um, I. There was lots to enjoy from this. Yes. Lots and there lots was. and lots. There is lots to enjoy. I would say also I forgot until this episode, because we've skipped tons of episode tons. five. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that the reason they know where they're going in the never before traversed parts north of the wall yeah. is that the hound had a vision. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd forgotten that was. Did he have that in the fire of the Brotherhood of Banners when he was like being held yeah. captive by them? So no, it was last episode, I think. Oh, was it? Oh, oh, no. I so the Hound, the the fabled magical you know, creature, that can't look at fire without breaking out in a sweat. Um, <laughs> got his goggles on. He did. He had a vision of the mountain that looked like a match. No, a, an arrowhead. An arrowhead. So, yeah. So, well, listen, I talked about it a bit last week. I think you get to a point where you're like, look, we've got nine episodes left or we've got seven episodes left of this whole thing and we've got shit tons to do. You have to build the episodes around moments and you have to find the moment, figure the episode out afterwards. That's why it is the way it is. Now, I don't want to be the sort of person that is like, dragons can't cover that. Listen, Obviously, yeah. I think that, and I spend a lot of time thinking, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But it's a show called Game of Thrones. Let's just let that go. I thought, um, generally, it was, yeah, really well paced. It's a really character-heavy episode, because yeah, there's huge. all these all these different... The gang that's gone, uh, and, I, yeah, they've all got different uh, histories and different grudges and different amounts of respect for one another, and I really liked 
that I thought it was really well done. There was lots of good yeah. It was interactions. The, the, the script writers had fun with having Tormund speaking to the Hound and having yeah. Gendry kind of having a chat. And with the Brotherhood, he gets to finally say, "Like you sold me to a witch." And then they were like, "Yeah, and what did she do to you exactly?" And they were like, "Well, he put, she put some leeches on me." And they're like, "Get over, sorry, it, that's he's been killed six times." Yeah, <laughs> some of us have like. Some of us have been shoved in fires by our brothers as children, yeah. and you got sucked by a leech, yeah, and then exactly. let go. Um, um, okay, so that is predominantly aside from a bit with um, with Arya and Sansa, um, it's predominantly all north of the Wall and this this kind of expedition. Yeah. Yeah. Gendry's never seen snow. Um, Perfect person to take yeah. north the wall, and Let's I love the fact that never... they're arguing about where, about what's north. It's like so similar to this is like yeah. this is people Literally. from Derby arguing with people from Liverpool about arguing whether with people from Cumbria. Yeah, Jamie. about oh sorry, yes, about whether they are northern or not. See, Derby people think that they're northern. Yeah. They're from the East Midlands, and that's Sheffield, exactly what's yeah. going on. It's like you're not fucking northern. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a fucking northern, young lad. Yeah. So you you are a northerner. You're Carlisle, right? Which is about gr- as far listen, north as you can get. I grew up in Brampton, which is outside Carlisle. It's north of Carlisle. Ooh. It is about three miles to the wall, which I mean Hadrian's Wall, but that is literally what the wall is based on. So can I, ask I a am question on that. Yeah. Do, do people have Scottishish accents in where you were from, uh, or does it? Or do, yeah, does it is it of. literally as soon as you cross the wall, people have Scottish accents? Well, the, it's the accents immediately north of the wall around Gretna are quite soft, and a lot of the Carlisle and West Cumbrian, which is because you know the thing about Cumbria is you've got Carlisle the city, yeah, and then it's just farmlands as far as the eye can see, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a very so a lot of people don't really move around a lot. So, and also I'm saying this as someone with a degree in linguistics. Um, so when people don't move, the accents stay very strong. And when right, they do okay. move, they sort of weaker. So in, so you do find it's like, my dad, for example, uh, is English, but he rolls his R's occasionally, oh, which okay. is a very, but that's because his mum was a Scottish. And so, yeah, so you get like, yeah, you do, you do know, notice bits of it, but yeah. Interesting. Um, so I've always wondered that if it's just like yeah. a, as soon as you so cross to, the wall. To, to confirm, I am as north as it gets yeah. in many ways. Uh, and while some parts of the northeast are more north, the wall is not straight. So The wall is the are, dividing. Yeah, yeah exactly. but the wall kind of goes like this. So we are really close to the wall. Um, okay. And so, yes, yeah, so I win. People, yeah, but I hear people from Leeds being like, ooh, I'm northern, and I'm like... I didn't go Soft to Leeds till I was shandy drinking. Didn't go bastard. to Leeds till I was seventeen. What? Or something like that. Yeah. Really? Was that was that like a big trip to? The, was that like when <laughs> Scott and out. Charlene go to the city and neighbours? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this isn't. This feels very southern to me. And they would, you know, <laughs> effing and blinding. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's. So I, I related to, a lot to that. But I love that that they're all sort of like, well, what is north? What is south? All these different factions sort of chatting away and, and uh, Jorah and John got to talk about, um, oh God, what's their dad called? G- Gior. Gior moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they got to talk about him. and tries to give Longclaw back. He does. Also, there's just, so, there's just so much because Ned is the one that 
captured Jorah when he was like on the run and like he ran away because he was, he was like selling he was like poaching people wasn't he he was sort of selling slaves yeah that's and what that's, Jorah was banished from the family for that's why and that's what I was I, I love that about Game of Thrones it's like I mean, you, you have to do it when writing a book, but it's like considering it's such a sprawling story covering mm. continents and worlds. Actually, the only things that happened only happened to like thirty people, like ever. You know, it's like yeah, which is yeah. which is um, everyone's got some history. The other thing that I thought was a detail that I thought a wasn't really true and b just good foreshadowing is I think it's Beric or Thoros says to John, "You don't really look like your dad." You don't yeah. look like Eddard that much. And that is obviously because he is yeah. not Eddard's son. Not. Yeah, but he does look true. like Eddard. I think he looks like Ned Stark. Yeah. I mean, in as much as he's got a beard and long hair, I think. Yeah. He also, yeah. you know, you could argue he looks more like um, uh, Sheriff in Nottingham. You know, he's got that kind of, I think it's, guy. I think he just had a beard. It's like, but yeah. then he looks, you know, Jon Snow and Rob Stark looked very similar. You know, they they did look like brothers, yeah. whereas he and looks John, nothing and like Bran. And Rob and, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so they are going to this specific spot in mm-hmm. the vision to yeah. find a white. Because that's where the hound knows where they're all hanging out. I guess. But then the thing that I found weird is that they find a white walker who is like walking a load of whites around. Yeah, this kind of sub, this kind of like, they're just off for a little day trip to, to Windsor Castle kind of thing. Like, exercising them i don't know yeah and they kill the white walker but first of all yeah right so this is the thing this is the we learn this in this episode yeah if you kill the white walker the whites shatter the spell that is is that the first time is that the first time we learned that i think it is i think it is however one of them does stay alive which which yeah so I think the, what Jorah says to John on the island, if you kill a White Walker, you destroy all the all the bodies that they have animated. So oh, the I idea, so, what is implicated okay. is that that one guy they captured, someone Don't. else turned him into a White and just didn't. He was just in another group, and I'm just like. <laughs> the pain in my lumbar from doing these backflips to understand this concept is just... But it's... But it's it, hang on a sec. It makes perfect sense. It yeah, but it didn't happen sense. at Hard Home. They fucking killed a White Walker and they were still like 90,000 people. He might have been a newbie White Walker. He might have just not... <laughs> He's on probation. Maybe all the ones that he... Maybe all the ones that he turned were north of the water, like miles away still. And all of a sudden there's a whole village of just like... Just <laughs> sort of a load of prisoners being held by them. Just got... Sh- millions just disappeared instantaneously like the fucking Thanos snap. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is how it... I guess how it works, right? But it's still like... It's perfectly logical. Thank God. What can you imagine though? If they were like, "Well, we killed the White Walker, and all the whites around died," so like we can't find any. We have to just go home. Um, obviously, I'm being a critical, uh, difficult troll, uh, but no, it's just stuff like this where you're like, "Oh, oh, here we go." So anyway, so they find the white and um, they capture him, and they get led to the lake, this big yeah. frozen lake. And that whole sequence is kind of amazing where they don't want to walk over it and then they sort of manage to and the whites all start to fall in. The weight of them is what shatters the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
what it does clarify, which we didn't know after Hard Home, is that they can sort of swim. Like, uh, some of them get out and some of them sort of burst out of the ice. So some well, of them... Which is weird because the whole premise is the fact that the ice has melted so they can't get to them because they can't swim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't swim... Maybe, maybe the only ones that can swim are the ones that, if they're, like, just bone... They can't swim, but if they've still got a bit of flesh on them, yeah, they can. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise, how do they get the how do they get the dragon out? How do they get the chains around the dragon? Some of them sacrificed themselves. The the Night King said, "Right, dive down there with this chain. While just before you die, or before, as you're sinking, just hook it around Viserion's his tooth or something head." <laughs> Look, it's. It's a fucking but you're three right, and a half though. mile long chain, the width of my house. You know. Thank God we had these three and a half mile chains. We're not even have is houses. A, time is a fl- time and meaning is a fluid construct in this episode. How, it is. It is. How far from them is the is the wall? Do we know how many miles? I'm not sure. I did clock though that we get East Watch, which is the eastmost castle that they go to. It can't have been that close. So yeah. Eastwatch so from where far. they were is like it's got to be a day. It's got to be twenty miles. Yeah, got to got to be twenty miles. Yeah, Gendry yeah. ran there in. I mean, it just it, it hurts your brain once you. It start does. To think about it does. It. And I know, like, we're not making it fun for anyone by being like. <laughs> But how you know, many but, wing but it does get annoying it's just a bit like well, we don't have I to we don't, we don't have to be in awe of the, of the we know what happens we know who dies we know what happens to this that we can like it's it's all done with humor where it's a bit kind of like you can see yeah. that the writer's room must have tied itself up in knots where they were just like what? and this is what i mean about like well, this is what i mean f- about like um you know writing yourself into corners because daenerys could have been like look I know they didn't need me, but I'm going to go anyway. And she can be on the wall with her dragons and go, I don't feel good about this. They've been away a whole day. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the writing in, like, leave your hammer and run to her, or send, send a raven a, or to send Dragonstone. A, send a fucking send. dragon just to, just to kind of like drone over, like yeah. to be a drone yeah, with yeah, yeah. them. So I think it's, it's just what I mean. It's like, it's, it, I, don't, I think that it, there's a better version of this story that doesn't involve the gymnastics that it had to do. But I think, again, it's just... Well, yeah. what would the, so there are only two things that needed to happen in this episode, right? One is yeah. that they capture the white. Two is that Viserion gets killed. Yeah. Those, two, those are the two things that have to happen because there was, no, there was no way for the Night King to get past the wall without the Ice Dragon. We'd, we'd, everyone had kind this of like, is This is what... Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'll let you finish. Yeah, so everyone had kind of like pretty much guessed that at some point he was going to get a dragon. We all thought it was because John was going to have one dragon, which it, which is what happened. Mm. So there were the two things that had to happen, and I agree with you that the way that they the way that that happened was just weird. Yeah. I en- I watched this with Mrs. East this episode, and she sat down and she immediately clocked which episode it was, and she went. This is my favourite ever episode of Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say the exact opposite. <laughs> no, no. I think okay. I th- we watch this through a different prism. Oh, for sure, for sure. My wife watches that through, I fucking love Beric Dondarrion. 
it's exciting. Fuck, there's a big bear and the yeah. dragon gets killed. They're like the big... It's also a, a shit time. You cannot be on your phone when this is on. You have no. to watch it. It's a lot of action. It's tense. It rem- have you ever read the book Dark Matter? No. Right. It's a really, really good. It's like a horror. It's a horror story set in snow, and that what that and you get a real sense of that at the beginning. Where it's like, mm. is, that, is that a bear? And then someone says, "Does a bear have blue eyes?" And you go, "Oh yeah, my yeah. god!" That bear was that bear was kind of the bear was great. Shit. First, first white bear like yeah. W I G H T bear. We've seen we've seen we've seen horses. We've seen giants. And we'll see a dragon bears. by the end of the season. That's cool, and you know. But yeah, my point being is that it's an exciting episode. Yeah, it is. If you don't analyse the plot holes, it's a fucking great episode because it's got yeah because it because it contains everything. It's got foreshadowing. It's got action. It's got horror. It's got scares. And Mm. then over in over in Winterfell, we have a great set of like. Arya and Sansa, uh, Arya and Sansa really getting stuck into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can we just talk? So, yeah, can we talk about the Winterfell bit for a second? Because I, yeah. I've forgotten. I'm hoping you can tell me. At this stage, are they both playing <laughs> yeah. Littlefinger <laughs> off? Because I, I, all question. of a sudden, I remembered. <laughs> all of a sudden, I remembered at the end that it was all a big ruse. That basically, yeah. Littlefinger thought he was playing them off against each other when, in effect, they were they were. Double, they were they were switcherooing yeah. on him. Has that so, happened yet? No. I mean, okay. So there's two. I think there's two things. I think it, you can see it as them performing, falling out. Yeah. But most of the scenes they're in, there's no one around. Like, yes. so I I think the slip up is actually next episode when Baelish says to Sansa, "Your sister wants to be the Lady of Winterfell," and Sansa's right. like, "It's literally not what she wants." You don't. You've never spent any time with Arya. Yeah. The only thing you can think of is that she wants the same thing I want. You're bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's where it comes. Okay. I remember when I watched this the first time and probably the second or third times, I thought, I don't like this storyline because I don't like the way they've just created tension that probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, the thing that... Um, but I will just also um, caveat that by saying, I think it's actually great. It's great episodes. Like... The, the it, it actually kind of works, but I do think it could have been improved. Like, have okay. them arguing in front of people so that Littlefinger hears that they're always fighting. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I don't really buy is Arya saying, I saw you when our dad got beheaded. Um, you were with the Lannisters. Because when he gets beheaded, Sansa... She really was not happy. Yeah. She screams and then, like, faints. Yeah. So you're kind of like... I just don't believe that you believe that she's complicit in this. The other line that sort of really stuck out on a rewatch was Sansa says to Littlefinger, you know, the Northern Lords won't back me because I've been married to two of our enemies. Like, you were a child when you were married to both of them and no one in this society is like, oh, she chose that dishy Lannister. Like, she was forced to do it. Yeah. So I think a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the paranoia just doesn't really, like, wash. Having no, said that, you're right. Um, the scene where Sansa like goes to Arya's room and finds all the masks, I really like that. And this yeah. is something I only picked up today. Sansa very distinctly closes the door behind her, 
And then later on, Arya's there and the door's Just still appears. shut. Yeah. She got in without even making a sound. And I thought, oh, yeah. There is something that Arya does this season where she just sort of turns up without making a noise, which is quite frightening. Well, also it's um, foreshadowing. She can and it is, she yeah. can sneak up anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And she does that with the Night King somehow in the next season. So the winter so yeah, to, to answer your point, I don't think they are playing along at this point. Right. I also okay. think when you've got Bran, human Wikipedia, wouldn't you just go look? Can you just can you just go there? But we said this last week. Isaac Hempstead Wright says that Bran hasn't learned how to do it yet. But I, we saw him say chaos is a ladder when Littlefinger said the word chaos. I'm sure if you just sure you've got a hint of like actually Littlefinger's a bit of a nutter. You need to you need to watch it, guys, sisters. Can we just like yeah? The um the other thing though that I want us to talk about with these two is that Sansa sending Brienne away. Uh, is an interesting one. Yeah. I presume she wanted Littlefinger to see her sending Brienne away to think, oh, she's even more alone and I can move in for the kill. Well, yeah, but that but that, in, that gives the impression that they are onto him. No, because I think, I think, I thought the, the point that she sent Brienne away for was Littlefinger said, she's there to serve both Catelyn's daughters, and I think this, you're supposed to think that Sansa thinks Brienne will work with, like, we'll gets on better with Arya. Right, okay. Yeah. But again, listen, my back is killing with the gymnastics <laughs> I'm having to do <laughs> to justify some of this. So, yeah. But also, you know, again, it goes, well, Brienne needs to be at the big meeting next episode because yeah. she needs to reunite with Jamie and she needs to reunite with the Hound. I yeah. thought it was quite in keeping for Sansa to be like, the fuck, I'm not going back to King's Landing. Fuck yeah, that. no, exactly. But also, yeah, she was she was the lady of Winterfell. She was like, "I'm not going there if there's a chance I can be killed because there's no one else to, yeah. to run this place." John, uh, John hasn't been seen for weeks. Just because um, she summoned me, it's like it's not jury duty. I, you don't ha- I don't have to go. No. Um, so I sort of respected that, although it would have been really cool, you know, Sansa never sees Cersei again in the show, and there's no. Arya doesn't see her, as far as I'm aware. So no, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's a, no it's a shame. There. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, but okay. no, I like the Winterfell stuff. It's paranoia. It's it's kind of difficult. It's weird. I just think well, they're in a state of flux, aren't they? You know, they they, they kind of lost without John because it, mm. he was like a true leader, even though he wasn't the true leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and but again, it's also like it's the women left in flux because the men are out fighting it's it's, mm. it's just such a such yeah typical kind of like i sort of think one of the things they could have done to just like write out bran is he goes look i need to plug into the weirwood tree and i need to learn as much as i can about the night king do not disturb you know like when back in the day yeah if you wanted to like go on the internet your mum had to get off the phone to like uncle such and such you had to you know I kind of think they could have just, he could have gone, look, I've got to go through like 20 million years of history. Yeah. Deal with your own shit. It's going to take a while. And he has like a a tie on his door to just be like, leave me alone. Yeah. Um, That could have been an easy way to just, because otherwise I'm like, I'm watching this whole thing and I'm like, what's Bran doing? Yeah. What's he doing? What's your plan? Yeah. What's What's he up to? Well, what he is going to be doing right now is listening to a word from our sponsors.
to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to that, Bran. Much appreciated. You're listening to Dragoncast, home of House of the Dragon Ooh, and frozen. Game of Thrones and Succession and the OA, RIP the OA. Um, this is Game of Thrones Rewatch, Season 7, Episode 6. Um, okay, let's get into let's get into Avengers Assemble uh, moment. Yeah. Love it. I don't know, actually, before then, there was, there was Tyrion chatting to Danny, uh, which I, I really enjoyed that, you know. Yeah. Then they're really not getting on. Danny's thinking, I hired too hastily. I've hired this guy straight off LinkedIn without meeting him. Uh, and he's, I don't think he's on my side. Tyrion is like, holy shit, I've backed a nutcase. Um, yeah, this is, this is all stuff that once you see where Daenerys goes, you're like, oh God, the signs were all there that she, uh, you yeah. know. I this like is, the, this I, is what I meant. This is what everyone was moaning about next season. It's like, it's these moments that, that literally, she said it out loud. Yeah, Tyrion's been she, like, oh, you wanted to break the wheel. You didn't want to do this. You wanted to, you don't want to be Aegon. You want to, Aegon did this. And this. She's like, yeah, fuck it. I see what he meant now. Well, she, you know, I think on some level, like conquering peacefully, it's just quite boring, right? She's like... God, I have to get everyone... But conquering, the word conquering is not like, just, it's not negotiate. You know, you don't negotiate your way to power. Well, he, yeah, he says she's she's impulsive and she's like, what the fuck do you mean? He's like, well, you you say I'm impulsive. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Who's impulsive now? But she's kind of goes, oh, everything I've done has been a very rational and thought out decision. And he says, well, what about when you burnt... Randall Tarly and Rickon or Dickon or whatever he's called and she's like that was entirely justified you know but none of them knew she was going to do that Um, 
you you start to see it all falling apart a little bit but yeah she's she's she is she's bending the rules to, at, at her will what's interesting though is you know you mentioned earlier like the two things that have to happen they got to get the white Mm-hmm. The dragon's got to get zombified, yeah. you know. And I would say there would be other ways. You know, it's interesting that she chooses to go and save them because she's like, "Well, we need the white." She had a fur coat on. Lovely, you know, she, lovely fur cast. All that lovely fur coat. Fur coat. I love the fact that she, you know, listen. She planned people say she's impulsive. Winter. She clearly packed the fucking winter exactly. clothes. Can and someone she go left and find me ten white foxes, please? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why the polar bear had no <laughs> fur on it. It's been skinned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she. Yeah, I'm interested, and I think it speaks to her in a good light that she's like, I have to go and do something. Because I suppose the political infighting has felt she's felt quite unused and quite like, oh god, I can't do anything. I'm stuck on Dragonstone, and I like that she's like, I've got to go and save them. Well, but I think it was because because. She she knows that John is her only a real ally. You know, Tyrion was like Tyrion was supposedly her most loyal um, yeah, subject. Yeah. That conversation, she's just like, "Hang on, this guy is not on my side at all. He's not thinking. Where's the where's that fit guy uh, yeah. who who Drogon likes a lot? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't be him. without him. You know, she she needed him. So yeah, I th- it's. I, I was, you know, I was, I was the least surprised person in the world when Danny went mad. Put it that way. She also seems to, I think, really respect John, but I think she's like, this is kind. He's he's really popular. Mm. He's got the North. Uh, other people seem to like him. Yeah. So she's kind of. I think part of it is like I can't lose him because I've lost so many other. You know, Dawn, Pike, whatever. She's like, yeah. shit. I need him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're also talking about succession, ironically. Uh, yes. with, with Tyrion, which is like, you can't have kids. What's going on here? What are you going to do? She's like, you're planning for my death? And he's like, well, yeah. yeah, that's the fucking job. You know? She's very successful. Very, very Logan being like, you know, yeah. I, haven't really, I haven't really written anything down. Everything's just in the margins. Yeah. Um, and Cross it's a good there. point. They yeah. mentioned the, the, the like, uh, voting at Castle Black. He mentions what they do in the Iron Islands, which is a similar sort of process. Yeah. Choosing yeah. a successor and, and sort of giving power to the people, which she sort of is a bit like, I'm not even on the throne and you're already planning what happens after. But, you know, it's a good it's a good sort of reminder that the only thing she has approximating children are the dragons. Yeah. And one of them's about to get got. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she flies over to sort of try and rescue them. Well, I mean, before that, we don't even... Yeah, that's... And then it all goes a bit... The the rumble of cloud, I loved. Yes. I, 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 I loved that kind of, like, calling card of the Night King. Yeah. Because that's when John knows that shit's about to get... That he can't... He's not going to be able to it's fight his way out of this. Although, him trying to fight his way out of this is the reason that uh, Viserion gets get zombified in the first place because he dilly-dallies rather than getting on yeah. the fucking dragon. Getting on the dragon. Which, who knew they could hold, like, nine people? I know, Tormund weighs a fair bit as well. I can't imagine... That. And the hound. The hound, because he's about seven foot. Are you I'm the like, one they call the dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so... The, the... I have to say, any scene with Beric Dondarrion 
is in is a great scene. Richard Dormer. Amazing, yeah. He's fucking yeah. brilliant. I have to him he is exactly the same as Barry Dondarin in real life. And I mean really? this in the most affectionate way. He's a fucking nutcase. He's brilliant. Is he? Oh, oh I love that. At the premiere for season eight, when we did the the thing in Belfast, mm-hmm. he was all over the shop in a in the in a brilliant way. He was great fun to be around. A little loopy, is he? Great fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So he so looks good. like they I mean it does look like he seems like they the character sort of came into his own because yeah, of who was playing him, it, if yeah, that makes 100%. sense. It was so, so good. Um, those swords, the flaming swords, actually light as well. Like, so there are elements... That, there are elements... No, 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 even better than that. So there are there are versions where it's just CGI'd, obviously. But Tommy, who's the, who was the weapons master for Game of Thrones, hey to Tommy, if you're listening, miss your big Hi. guy. Um, he built these swords, yeah, that they genuinely had a pipe in the middle filled mm. with like propane wow. and, a, and a pipe that ran down the sleeve of Richard Dormer to his feet where he had like a, sw- a kill switch and stuff in his shoe where he could light it wow. just by triggering like his foot. Amazing. So they actually, like, you know when you're a kid and you watch like Star Wars and you go, oh my God, mm-hmm. imagine if those lightsabers were real. Fucking Beric Dondarrion's sword actually exploded into flames at, oh my at God. will. He'd be so popular in like the smoking area. <laughs> Someone's like, you, anyone got a light? And he just sort of takes someone's face off accidentally. Um, Love it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really exciting. And yeah, you know, the, the onslaught, he's been resurrected by the Lord of Light. He can do yep. what Melisandre can do, which is, well, in the books, he actually uses wildfire to light his, his um, sword. He oh, a does little, he? A little, a little cachet of it, yeah. But in the show, it's just implied that because he's come into contact with the red, the Lord of Light, the red god, whatever, he can, he can just do it. And it's, I must say, I prefer that. I prefer him having a bit of magic about him. Just having, just walking around with a bottle of wildfire just sounds like a really dangerous thing. I think especially because I was actually reading this morning, I was, you know, I've always found that the Night King's javelin, for lack of a better word, I was like, so you just, you just Just carry on. Went on and just threw that at the dragon. Um, it's, it is his sword. It's his, like, you know, the, the White Walker's version of a broadsword, which is, like, a very thin, you know. Very and floppy, it's, he used... Very really? in real life. Yeah. Made and then there's of, pool not made out of hard pool plastic. Noodles. Made out of, like, latexy rubber. It, like, um, like, a big flat So I was, I was, I was kind of like, oh, what the fuck is that? You know, it's a, if it's a sword fine but you just thought hey do you know what i could actually probably hit that creature i've never seen in my life <laughs> but george rr R. martin has written about the white walkers and he says they can do things with ice that we could only imagine and right. so i think it's good in, if we think about beric having the re- flaming sword this is like a magic ice sword and yeah. i imagine it can just it's the it. fact it's magic that is yeah. what kills viserion it's like Dragon yeah. glass on crack. Yeah, that's kind fair of. Enough. But that's it's fair. not really. It's not really sort of clear. I, but I didn't mind the spear on a second one. I was like, do you know what? It's fine. Yeah, it, it, I didn't particularly like. I didn't care much for the CGI of it. It kind of didn't feel like a real. Th- it didn't like put. It didn't like he put any kind of like effort into it, and it just kind of like went yeah. flying. Um, I don't, yeah. like to refer to Night King grunt, um, but. Uh, I, I just liked that whole... I mean, Gary, it does it quite a lot, doesn't it? With 
don't know how many times Jon Snow has to get surrounded before he kind of like oh. catches the eye of Jorah mm-hmm. or Tormund and like, this is it. We're fucked now. Um, yeah. I loved the hounds kind of like just getting bored and just starting throwing fucking rocks at, at them and that's how they realise that the <laughs> ice is frozen over. I mean, it was cheesy as fuck, but like that, like he hit the jaw off like one of the most boniest kind of like whites there who like no brain or muscle or anything managed to kind of like think, hang on a minute, and like look down. That up, was the one that is down is, again. <laughs> is so emaciated. Yeah, there's nothing that to These it. boots still stay on his feet. I'm like, they look about 40 <laughs> sizes too big. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, your rugs are on, fine. Oh, but dear. yeah, that is thrilling though, when they all, there's so many of them. It, they was, a good, to, it was a good moment. It was a good yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, pl- it, was a, it was a nice... So this is, um, there's a, a theory. Um, so in the books, Stannis is about to, fight Ramsay yeah. near, near Winterfell. There's this theory that the, what's going to happen in the next book is that the, Stannis leads Ramsay's army onto this huge frozen lake and they all fall in and drown. Because there's so much snow at the moment that the lake is like covered in a sheet of snow. Right. And I thought... So they don't know it's a, a lake. No, because they just don't. They're not real Northerners. They're like they're like they're from like Bradford, you know. So yeah, they sort yeah, of yeah. think they know the North. <laughs> Stannis has been, you know, because he is a sort of general. He studied the area, and he goes, "We're going to set up camp here. We're going to have them charge, and hopefully they'll fall in, and they'll all just freeze to death." And I thought when I watched this, I thought this feels very like someone's been on the forums and has heard about this because it's sort of uh, similar where they all start to fall through the ice, and and you know, and as we can see, it is a really deep lake. Wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, really deep. Shot oh. When Drogon goes down and John falls in at one point, and it is just like yeah, plummets we'll that. down. We'll get onto that. But um, we R.I.P. <laughs> Thoros Mir. Is that how you say his name? Thoros and Mir. Thoros yeah. of Mir. Yeah. yeah. Um, Paul Coe is great in it. I loved it. It just kind of like he looked like he just. He, he wasn't that dissimilar from his character in Afterlife. Really. Yeah. <laughs> he just kind of like. <laughs> yeah. He just rocks up and he's just like. I know I'm only I know I'm only here for a few episodes, so I'm just going to really fucking love it. I, I really enjoyed seeing him in there. Amazing hairstyle. Um, oh, but, I love it. But it, you know, left Beric Dondarrion up shit creek without a paddle. It's kind of like right, well, your priest's dead now. You're on this your last. My last. You're on your last hurrah. life. You're on no your last. Can bring me back. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, John had a similar thing, didn't he? Where he was like, you know, I don't know why I was brought back, but. I yeah, I enjoyed that chat again. where it was just kind of like where they're just like there was a little bit of a theology kind of a thesis going on there between between the pair of them earlier on, wasn't there? Where it was just like, yeah, well, it was really who nice. knows what it all means? Uh, and on paper, you know, everyone talks about everyone's different gods, and and you believe in this, the faith of the seven or the Lord of the Light or you know the fucking weirwood or whatever whatever it is you believe in. Um. The Lord of the Light is the only one that we see any proof of in the whole of this, in the whole of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, so hey. So if you take that as given, then the prince that was promised is a real thing. Not just like a, not just like a fable, but that, that actually, you know, because we, we have no, the faith of the seven just come across as like militant, like lunatics. Yeah. Yeah. What are the, what other religions are there? Or is it uh, just those two main ones? There's the, 
mm, the many-faced god is that the one that they do the hey, house see i just I, yeah i don't i'm not sure about that i think that was just as i've said before i think that's just a way of just earning a bit of cash that's the they're, they're the fucking well yeah but then so is like if you think about the the, the high sparrow you know he was always like People would, you know, Cersei gave him all this money and he got, brought, brought an army and it's like, they, they'll all, all happily the take a few was the Nan Pierce of Game of Thrones. Oh my God, like, yeah. Oh, this is disgusting. Five, six, six what, what comes, comes next? next? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's, um, yeah, I mean, the Lord of Light seems to have worked in some way because, you know, for all you could say, well, Stannis sacrificed his daughter and the sun came out, might have happened anyway. But yeah, yeah John came back to life. Well, you know. even if even if just fucking Beric Dondarrion being able to light his sword by the power of thought is, would be enough. If someone did that in front of me and said, you know what, Buddha, this, that god, that god, this god, fuck them all. Uh, my god's Peter, but look what he can do. Holds up a sword in front yeah. of me and turns and makes it flame in front of my eyes with no... I'd believe in yeah. that God. I'd be like, right, okay, fine. I'm with you. I take it all back. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you find out he's got a, a pouch of brandy on him, and you think, hang on a minute, you've just been flambeing this sword, yeah. you charlatan. Tommy from Belfast is behind him with a gas propane canister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, and also, you know, look, I don't know. We don't know anything about it, but. Maybe the the White Walkers can resurrect people through the same thing that the Lord of Light does. Maybe there's yeah. something reanimation or life or whatever you're imbuing. You know, well, it's, it's magic the devil at the versus end of the. Day. I mean, every every god has yeah. its polar opposites. So maybe um, who knows? The fight is rough. You know, the White Walkers have turned up yeah. presumably just because they've got nothing else to do, and they're yeah. like, so they What's queue going up. On? They queue up one by one to yeah. take on each person. And then when it looks like all hope is lost. Oh, I mean, that shot, come on, come on. That shot was great. Amazing. It looks like something out of a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Like, it's so... And it's because of all the colour. It's because of all the orange and yeah, all the Yeah, the light, it just turns from, goes really from blue. It's, you t- it, the, the, it, the, the screen turns orange before you even know what's happening. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, Such a yeah it's good. And I think, um, you know, there's an amazing shot where, like, is it Tormund goes in the water mm-hmm. and it like he's underwater and you see like the orange light up the sky above him. Yeah. It's just really, really stunning. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then next thing you know, they're getting everyone on the bus to go back to school. Like, come on. <laughs> the buddy system's I'm working well. I'm in my well. mum's car. Yeah. <laughs> the buddy system's working well until we realise there's no Jon Snow but and he's is- there fighting everyone himself. Well, this was... This was the daft bit. I mean, out of all of it, this was the daft bit for me. It's just like, it's just like, John, what are you doing? You can just yeah. get on the fucking dragon. Get on, get on, man. Um, so why are they all? On, uh, why are they all on just one of the dragons? The other two are floating around, and I guess because the other two, I don't think anyone's ridden the other two yet. So I, I so maybe Daenerys they're not. Thought, we'll maybe take they're, all. Yeah. Maybe they're not kind of like they're not broken in yet. They're like those bucking broncos. They'd be, they'd like absolutely flip their fucking lid if someone like got on their back. Can you imagine them yeah. bucking bronco yeah. dragons? So I, th- I guess that. But then, so the spear kills Syrian, and it's a great shot. You know, it comes down like the the, the, the sp- hits the jugular. There's blood mm. everywhere. Goes down, crashes. Daenerys puts on a sad face. Do you know, which doesn't look sad enough. I'm not to criticise Amelia Clark. She smashes it on this show. She yeah. just sort of goes like this. 
Oh, bloody Where's hell. the... I, I thought a scream. I thought like a... Anyway, sorry. She's a, a mansplain. Queen. She's a queen. Um, so the Night King manages to hit Viserion from... I'm going to say a mile away, half a mile away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then fails to hit Drogon from, I'm going to say, 50 feet. Come Who on. is slower and has just got in the Come air. on. Who's on the floor, also, not moving. I didn't catch this, but did he pick up his sword after it fell? Or does he have like five of them? Uh, no, another, one was, another one was handed to him by his, by. his lieutenant. His lieutenant. I would not be. Mr. They Walter, look expensive. Mr. Walter White Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be uh, not. I would not be just hoying them around. Well, it's just I'd ice be, in it. It's just fucking frozen water. It's It's just yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, (laughs) I can make magic. Um, Yeah, and then all that happens. Get back. We see Jon Snow's gaping wounds. Yeah. So just Jon doesn't get on the dragon. No, he gets left. And they. Oh, sorry. Yes, of course. My God, we have fucking Benjen. And then Benjen turns up. Where? He probably heard the dragon and was like. And then we get into a bit of a Titanic door situation here, mm. which is like, so we've got a dragon that can hold about 10 people, but a horse that can't carry two. Was that what Also, was? by the time that <laughs> the horse comes to Eastwatch, John's not even sitting on him. He's been like dragged along the floor. So you think, yeah. God, you didn't even sit on it. You wasted a good seat. But I think Benjamin, you know, as a typical Northern uncle, just doesn't really know what to talk to his nephew about. So he thought, I'll not go with the other. <laughs> I'm not going to have this awkward, like, we're going to have to play Uno. Because you're going to have to yeah. tell you where I've been for six, seven seasons. I don't yeah. want to. So he's just going to be like, oh, you know, I'll just kill So myself. that's it, RIP Benjamin as well. And he has a light up swinging thing. That was great. Yeah, it did very look cool. Good. It looked, looked I mean, again, to visually like, like that was yeah. really good. Um, and he sort of dies. Just dies. Fighting, presumably saving the lighter, Presumably his ball and chain is uh, got the same magic as Beric Dondarrion's sword. Then. Oh, I think it's actually the children of the forest do that magic where they had like hand grenades. I sort of wondered if it was that because uh, if, he's, okay. if he's a bit und- if he's a bit White Walker himself, like if he's like a bit undead, but got saved yeah, yeah okay fair that fire would just it, it would just melt he'd just melt <laughs> but yeah I just yeah. Benjamin is it's nice to have him back but it's like the show again it was like well, we're not sure why how why we've so got to do we'll something just, with him yeah he did explain in the last season when he saves Bran and Mira and he says they tried turning him into a white walker and the children of the forest reversed it or something like that Don't that feels to me like a, that it. feels like they forgot to ask George what happens with Benjamin. Like when they He's had like, a big you can, chat. You've got three questions, and <laughs> yeah, they were like, like oh, "Fuck, do we ask for Ben? Got, do we ask about ah. Benjamin, or do we ask about the Long Night? Oh, it's got to be the Long Night. Yeah. Too yeah. late, not telling. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like there was a bit. Um, so um, you know, I don't find it that satisfying when they bring someone back and they don't really tell you why. You think John? I was interested, and it probably means nothing. It's like when John arrived. At, um, wherever it was they were, the East Watch. Um, yes. His scars, like when Daenerys like, spies his six-pack with scars on, they're really... Insane body. Yeah. The, but they're really fresh scars still. They were like moist and gaping, yeah? yeah? Yet, yeah. in the next scene where they're holding hands, they are closed 
and heal or healing. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they're very, very different to how they looked in there. I don't know whether that was just a continuity error or whether it means... They probably that. shot the first one second because they went, it doesn't look woundy enough. Yeah, maybe. 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 So. But yeah, she sees that for the first time, you know, yeah. Davos says to her earlier in the season, he literally took a knife through the heart and she's yeah. like, what a strange thing like, to oh, say to someone who... And he was yeah. like, oh, it's a metaphor... Yeah. yeah. When he said literally, he meant metaphorically. <laughs> um, Do you know what the other thing is, just talking about how colloquial the language is now, the hound says to Gendry, like, oh, stop bitching about something. And I was whinging. Like, no, he said, no, he said bitching as well. He oh, said, did if, if you, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, he did say whinging because he said, when you complain with your mouth open, that's whinging. That's it, yeah, that's whinging. Oh, he, he said, said bitching we, as well. That's, yeah, that doesn't feel well. like a, that doesn't feel very Westerosy, does it? It's like someone, I'm sure, I'm not, I can't clarify this. I'm sure someone gets called like a dick on one episode and I was like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, and then someone did, someone did, someone starts flossing. Uh, and yeah. there was like a, they did the weekend the dance. They did the yeah. weekend dance at some point. It was it all got a bit. <laughs> um, anyway, so they get back. John apologizes. Sorry for killing really the dragon. Sorry. sorry for. She's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, I, d- I didn't really feel the whole kind of thing. Yeah, but that was your child. That was one of your children. It's like, yeah, she doesn't seem to be that bothered. Um, and then we get the greatest shot, uh, arguably. Was the chain shot with, with? I mean, it it was a real whether you whether you agree with the logistics of it or not. It was such a crowd pleasing shot because it yeah, was, it was just like here we fucking go. And it's like oh, they're fucked. Yeah, it felt they're like fucked. well, without you know, because all we've heard for seven seasons is like yeah, but dragons. You know, we can't mm. do it. Yeah, but dragons. Yeah, but it doesn't matter how many armies you've got, she's got dragons. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen her solve everything just by burning things alive. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Well, we've got the fucking guy with the zombie army and he's got a dragon now. You are screwed. And, yeah. And you know what? Not wrong. Do you know what? You know, obviously never written an eight series TV show with these budgets before. Easy to judge from the sidelines, but I will say this, Mm. I think they should have spent season seven doing the fight for the Iron Throne, season eight fighting the White Walkers. I think the problem is that they've just kind of got it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You know what? Hard agree on that because as I've always said throughout this rewatch, the bit that, that the most enjoyable thing to watch for this was the, was the, the, the battle of, of ice and fire was the night mm-hmm. king versus that i always found that to be the more important of the two things the political thing is great and exciting and intriguing and yeah. complex yeah but yeah i needed i think like i needed the long that, night to be the last episode yeah just, because it was doesn't so mean i didn't want anything that happened after that to happen i just yeah. wanted that to be the final episode because it's just on such imagine? a big scale it's can on such imagine? a big scale yeah. The thing I think also, Daenerys says a couple of times, she's only helping because Jon's going to bend the knee. She's only getting involved yeah. because it means his, like, subservience to her cause. And so what I would think would have been fascinating is if she wins the throne and then she won't help because she's like, I've got what I want now. Yeah. And, that I, you know, it's it's very noble of her helping, but it is sort of not... That's where I think we, we kind of lose her because it's like, yes, you're actually really ruthless. But she fell in love with him. I think, yeah, well... You can't you know. deny the kit cock would not 
play an impact, but not have an impact on your political persuasions? Listen, I would go north for him. <laughs> you'd go north, you'd go interstellar. <laughs> I would do I would do my gymnastics for him. <laughs> he's quite a short... I mean, do you know what? It doesn't matter. Well, they, they, they say that in this, isn't that this episode mm. where they say he's quite short, isn't he? Quite a short fella. Yeah. He is. But he's in... got small hands. Yeah. Not Nothing wrong with that, but I just... Wouldn't be fun to play basketball with, would they? They would not. They would not. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I did enjoy it. that episode. Lots I did. to talk about. Lots and to talk about. Um, I think next episode is a real winner. Like this big confrontation yeah. in King's Landing. Got a bit of it. And it's got a great final scene as well. There we are. Uh, it, it, it's, we're hurtling towards it as well, aren't we? It's I think crazy. Four more to go. We've only got four more Game of Thrones rewatches to do because, as we've mentioned before, we're going to do season eight. We're going to do two episodes at once. We're going to do the whole season, but two, ep- two episodes per sure? podcast episode. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Same. And we're still, we haven't, we haven't talked ourselves out of it either. We are still going to do the final Game of Thrones rewatch live. We're going to stream Yes. I think on YouTube, I think, unless someone can tell me, I don't understand Twitch. Oh, it might be illegal. Oh. I don't think it, uh, it won't be illegal. Um, but we're, we're definitely going to stream it live on YouTube. Um, unless mm-hmm. someone technical can tell us that there's a better way, more more interactive way of doing that. That's what we're planning on doing. And I think, are you coming over to uh, Shay's East to do that? Yeah. Obviously, we won't be able to do it in work hours. No, exactly. Well, we we'll do it. We'll do it on the. We we'll do it live on the Monday. On the on the Monday evening, maybe. Or maybe or we'll see. We'll we'll, 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 figure, it something out. we'll uh, figure something out. Until next time, um, Dracaris, my friend. Dracaris. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Drakkar.